Hello and welcome to Biblical Breadcrumbs. In this episode, we'll be in Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 10. Um, Matthew 15, starting in verse 10, going through verse 20. And I think this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, just because uh, because of a, a couple different reasons. I'll probably come around and explain those at the end. Um, one of them is rather entertaining, but um, so I, I apologize if I am a little bit absent-minded. Um, there's some background noise here that is not the most helpful. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's one of the reasons we're going to be going a little bit shorter today. But I'll explain that at the end. We don't have to worry about that right now. Matthew chapter 15. Yeah, so it's only taken us most of a year to get here, right? We started this journey back in May with Matthew chapter 1. Here we are 15 chapters in and um, still going pretty strong and for quite a while. Um, maybe we can get through this in a year? Probably not. It's probably going to take a little bit more than that, but hey, that's okay with me, and I hope that's okay with you. Um, as long as it's bringing benefit, that is good enough. But we're in Matthew chapter 15. We're going to be in verse 10. Now, last time we looked at the last couple of verses, <coughs> sorry, last couple of verses of chapter 14, um, really emphasizing the power that Jesus has, emphasizing how different it is that he's he's not personally connecting with these people he's not stopping and talking to them he's not actually like touching these people to heal them it's just they're getting healed as he passes through the town as they just tap the edge of his cloak they get healed from whatever they whatever problems they were experiencing and we showed, or we talked a bit, rambled on a bit, I should say, about how that just shows Jesus's power and how he's leveled up again, and he's much, much stronger now. Um, also, how that shows Jesus's kingship, and then going into chapter 15 a little bit, these Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem leaving their kingdom and the heart of their power and going and approaching Jesus instead, and they ask him a question. Maybe it's a legitimate question, maybe it's not, I don't really know. But they ask him a question, hey, why are you ignoring the tradition? Why are your disciples ignoring the tradition? And um, he says, yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Why are y'all ignoring what God said? I know my, my disciples are ignoring your human tradition, but why are you guys ignoring God's tradition? And the one that God said that you should probably fulfill? You've nullified the word of God because of your tradition, so hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you when he said, they, they, they talk really nice, but they don't actually care, right? That's what it comes down to. They talk good, but they sure don't show it. And so that's where we left off last time, the Pharisees probably being pretty offended at that. And yes, we will look at that in verse 12. We'll look at that um, reaction that they have. But Jesus there talking to, uh, I believe it's the scribes and the Pharisees from Jerusalem. Uh, he's, he's conversed with them through the first nine verses, but he switches his target in verse 10. So let's look at verses 10 and 11, just to start out. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, uh, not 13, Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 10. Summoning the crowd, he told them, listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. You know, it's, it's a really short statement, but there's quite a lot going on here. Firstly, um, you see the Pharisees get ignored. Um, the Pharisees just absolutely get ignored here. Jesus was addressing them up until verse 9, at which point he summons the crowds and he talks to them instead and says, Hey, 
and, and I, I assume the Pharisees are still sitting there listening, but he's not talking to them anymore. He's not addressing them anymore. There's no confrontation there anymore. Um, the Pharisees are ignored, and the crowd is brought to him instead. And Jesus gives them just a simple statement, right, 10 and 11, just a simple idea. It's not what goes into you that defiles you. It's what comes out. It's not what goes in the mouth. It's what comes out of the mouth, more specifically. So the stuff inside you, for, for the most part, the stuff inside you is what hurts you, not the stuff outside of you. And of course, we're going to talk about this at the end, if you couldn't guess that already. Um, we'll briefly mention this. Uh, but my question for this is, um, why does he bring this up here? Right? Why does he talk to the crowd about this idea here? What, what about what's going on causes him to talk about this? It's not what's outside you, it's what's inside you. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it has something to do with the fact that, you know, in the previous passage, the Pharisees basically confessed their sinfulness. Did you notice that in verse, uh, what is it, it's over a page turn for me, in verse 2? Um, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? That's what's important, not the tradition of God. Not what God commanded, that's not important. No, the tradition of the elders is important. Why did your disciples ignore that? We're going to bind that law on them. God hasn't said anything about it, right? It's not a moral evil. It's not something that's actually wrong. It's just we don't like it very much. And so, hey, this, this stuff from outside, we're going to enforce this law on you. And Jesus says that's not how it works. No, it's what comes from inside you that's evil. It's what comes from inside you that's the problem, not what's put on you from other people. And we're going to talk about that concept at the end using different verses. Um, but, but we're going to think about that idea because this is the idea that drives this section. Uh, it drove the last section. We just hadn't gotten to it yet. And now it's going to speak a lot towards this section that we're covering in this episode. Listen and understand. It's, it's your inside that's the problem. It's not your outside. It's not the externalities. It's not what other people say that's the problem. It's what's inside you. It's what your conscience says. It's what you know you should be doing. It's when you listen to God and you know what you're supposed to do and you don't do it. That's what defiles a man. Not whatever laws other people put on you. And so, of course, he says that to the crowd. He doesn't say that to the Pharisees. I think the Pharisees are listening, and we get to see that in the next verse. Um, Matthew chapter 15, let's go ahead and read 12 through 14. The, the, the disciples came up and told him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind guide the blind, both will fall into a pit. And so the disciples, the disciples, rather than just speaking to the crowds here, now specifically the disciples, Jesus is going to answer them um, very intriguing how it went from Pharisees and scribes to the whole crowds and then to, to the disciples, and it's about to narrow down to just Peter in verse 15. I'm not really sure what that means uh, or why there's that sequence of things, but, but there's something there. Um, the disciples address Jesus, and they say, Hey, do you know that you offended the Pharisees with the stuff you said, probably in verses 3 through 9, and also then in 10 and 11, probably, 
Uh, I hope that the Pharisees understood what he was talking about. Do you know that you offended them? Are you supposed to do that? Do you know that they don't like you very much? And Jesus says, yeah. Yeah, I know that I offended them. Right? The Pharisees, of course I offended them. They're blind, which probably didn't help not offend them, although I don't know if they heard that one since this is directed towards the disciples. Um, he says, look, verse 13, they're going to be uprooted anyway. Right? It's not really my fault that they're going to be uprooted. It's just they didn't rely on God. They didn't go to God. And, and if you don't go to God, then you're going to be uprooted. Um, there's, a, there's a psalm somewhere. I think it's one of the psalms um, in which the, the psalmist says, I know it's a psalm. The psalmist says, you know, unless God is the one who's involved with laying the foundation, the house is not going to stand. In the very first psalm, even, um, blessed is the man who, uh, well, who does good and not evil, doesn't stay with the evil people. Um, he will be like a tree. I think that's Psalm 1, verse 3. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. God's going to plant him, right? God's going to take care of him. He's going to make sure he's not uprooted. It's like when you have a garden. When you, when you plant, uh, we always planted tomato plants at home. Um, and, and so you plant your tomato plants, but you don't want squirrels in, you don't want rabbits in, and so you put a fence around them. You put some kind of barrier around them so that they can't get attacked by the, the tomato predators of the scary rabbits. That's a sentence I did not expect that I would be saying. Um, and I've even practiced this before I'm just recording this. That just didn't come to my mind. Um, God protects his plants. Right? And anything that he's planted, he's putting a fence around. He's making sure that nothing's going to go wrong with it. He's going to take care of it. He's going to provide for it. Um, the Pharisees didn't let him do that for them. The Pharisees don't want God's protection. The Pharisees don't want God's help because they're actively going against him. And so Jesus says, hey, if they don't want it, they're not going to get it. If they don't want to be planted, they won't be. So leave them alone. They're blind. They're blind, and, and they're going to have to deal with those consequences. We're going to talk about that at the end. If the blind guide the blind, both fall into a pit. Right? The call in verses 10 and 11 is saying, hey, y'all need to watch the inside, not the outside. Right? The outside is not important, or not as important. Let me uh, caveat that. Y'all need to watch the inside. Don't be blind. Pay attention. The laws that they're putting on you don't condemn you. Disobeying God's laws does. And so don't condemn yourself. Don't blind yourself. Right? These people are blind. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know how to lead you to God as evidenced by their fake laws. And so when they try to put those on you and you just go with it, you're becoming blind too. You're turning right into what they are. You don't want to be blind. Because then you're both going to fall in a pit. At least, if you're not blind, you can avoid it, even if you can't stop them from going in their head first. So don't be like them. Don't follow them. Don't listen to them. That's been the emphasis of this. Don't be the Pharisees in the first 14 verses. Do you think the Pharisees are offended at that? When Jesus says, hey, look to those, those people. They're an example of everything you shouldn't be, of everything that you should avoid, and of just how to disrespect God. 
while the Pharisees are used to being the prime examples of how to obey and how to be good people and, and lights for the Lord, is it understandable why they don't like that very much and why Jesus could probably figure out that they took offense when they heard what he said? Verse 12, yeah, of course they did. Because they're doing their own thing. They're ignoring God, and God's not going to leave them uncalled out over that. Um, and so Jesus is going to address that. Now, the Pharisees understood but unfortunately, it seems like not everybody did, because in verse 15, we see this understanding issue. And so let's talk about um, verse 15. Let's read verses 15 through 20. Matthew 15, starting in verse 15. And then Peter said, explain this parable to us. Do you still lack understanding? He said. Don't you realize that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this defiles a person. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adultery, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slander. These are the things that defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person? Peter apparently didn't get it, and I don't know if that means all of the disciples didn't get it. He says, explain this parable to us. Um, but may maybe they did, maybe they didn't. At least Peter is still confused. He wants an explanation, and Jesus is also confused about why Peter wants an explanation, right? Really? Are you like they are? Do you not get what I'm talking about? Do you not understand what I'm addressing here? Do you not see the issue? And Peter says, no, nah, explain it to me. And Jesus says, all right, fine, fine, okay, um... You know, you know what you, you eat for food, right? You know, when you eat food, it goes in your mouth and, and passes through you totally normal. That's how God made it to work. Food? Cool. Is food sinful? No, it's not. Now, you can sin with food. You can eat too much of it or, or um, covet it or put it in far higher importance than it is, but... Food itself isn't sinful. The eating of food isn't sinful. Intake is not an issue. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. You know what is an issue? Sin. What comes out of the mouth, which is hopefully not the food that you just put down it, uh, what comes out of the mouth is sin, and it comes from the heart. That's what defiles a person. What you take in isn't bad for you. What you put out could be it has that potential what you i should rephrase that what you put in isn't going to morally corrupt you but what you bring out what you start talking about the things that you start meditating on and the things that you start telling others about that's what can kill you morally that's what can take you out spiritually and so he asks this question like what is sin Right? You see all this bad stuff coming from the heart. Where does it come from? It comes from you. Not somebody else. Not somebody else's rules. Not, not assumptions that other people put on top of you. No, it's not that. That's not sin. What is sin is what you start thinking about, what you start putting into practice, what you start saying, what you start talking about. Sin comes from inside of you, not from the outside. 
These are the things that defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. So again, that's going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but before we go, let's talk about just some of the practical ideas from these few verses, um, these 11 verses. Starting in verse 11, I mean, obviously Jesus says it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles the person. Watch the inside of yourself. Not literally, because if you can see your inside, something's probably wrong. But you need to watch what's inside of you. You know, what doesn't... How do I say this? The stuff outside, the stuff you hear, the stuff that you see, the stuff that that um, is going on around you that other people do, that doesn't defile you. That doesn't make you sin. That doesn't corrupt you. That doesn't kill you morally, right? It, it doesn't spiritually detach you from God. That's okay. What's inside of you does. And... Jesus, Jesus just leaves it at that. Worry about what's inside, not necessarily what's outside. Now, I think a lesson you should probably draw from that is the more trash you consume on the outside, especially willingly, the more stuff you do that, that you wouldn't talk like that, right? You, you wouldn't think about that kind of thing. You wouldn't express yourself in that way. But if you listen to other people doing it enough, then it starts popping up in your own head. And eventually that's going to come out. If you just submerse yourself in the trash, that's what's going to come out with you. And you're going to smell like it. Be careful with what you consume. Right? That stuff's not going to condemn you, sure. But if it has a chance, if it greatly increases the likelihood that you're going to bring something out of yourself that is sinful, then maybe we need to think about redefining what we take in. Um, it's not what comes out, or it, it's, sorry, it is what comes out. It's not what goes in that defiles a person, but what goes in can definitely affect what comes out. Be careful with that. Watch the inside. Um, second thing, second thing is in verse 13. Every plant that my heavenly father didn't plant will be uprooted. You know, the Pharisees were really doing their own thing. The Pharisees had decided, we looked at that last time in verse, um, in verse 5 and 6, or, or 4, 5, and 6, God said one thing, and they said, well, you could just do this other thing instead, and that would be perfectly fine with him. But that just nullified the word of God back in verse 6. The Pharisees are okay with doing their own thing, and what Jesus says is, I mean, you can do your own thing, but don't. Don't do it, because you're just going to get uprooted. You're going to face consequences for that. You're going to run into problems. You know, um, I've been going through Ecclesiastes with a group of friends, and one of the things that the, uh, the, the writer of Ecclesiastes says is, hey, do whatever you want to. He, he actually does say this. I don't have a verse reference for it right now, so it's probably not the best thing to claim. Um, but you can look it up, or I can or you can ask me about it and I can find what I'm talking about. Um, the Ecclesiastes writer says, you do whatever you want to do, right? Enjoy life and, and partake of whatever while you're young. Just be aware that God's going to judge you for it. I think that's in chapter 9. I'm not exactly sure. Um, you do whatever seems right to you, whatever you think is going to be great, 
whatever you enjoy, you go to it and have fun. And know that if you do bad stuff, God's going to judge you for it. So maybe you should think about what you do. Other plants can be planted. Other things can be planted. Um, wild plants grow up all the time, right? Weeds, they get everywhere. Um, you can have a, a wild tomato plant just growing out in the middle of your yard somewhere. That's fine. But don't be surprised when a rabbit comes along and eats that one, but doesn't eat the one that's fenced up and protected. Right? You can be planted otherwise. You don't have to go to God to be planted. You just have to go to God if you want to be planted and last. You can do what you want with your life, but be wise in it. Don't be the blind guide. Don't choose the blindness. Come on, guys. Don't do your own thing. Uh, that's from verse 13. Yeah, I rambled a little bit on that, but hopefully that makes sense. And the third thing, the third thing in verse 20. These, right, for the heart, uh, from the heart come evil thoughts in, in verse 19 and all of that bad stuff. These are the things that defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. Y'all, how do we judge people? Do we judge people based on what God says, on the moral right and wrong, on sin and godliness and righteousness? Do we judge on the actual standard, or do we judge off of our tradition? You're eating with unwashed hands. Oh, God must be so offended. Well, if God was going to be offended about it, don't you think he would have said something? Right? Who are we listening to? Whose word are we putting in in priority are we putting god's word or man's word are we putting are, are we putting our tradition on sin uh, are our tradition on people are we judging them according to what we think or are we judging them according to what god says very different things and so don't be, be careful in how you judge judge not you be not judged in matthew 7 verse 1 and of course we are supposed to judge. We're supposed to judge and, and tell people when they're doing wrong, but let's make sure it's wrong and not just how we wouldn't do it. Not just something that offends us, but something that's going against God. Be very careful how you judge. Do we listen to God's word or do we listen to man's? We don't want to be the Pharisees, y'all. I think we've seen that in these last couple of, of um, segments of the text. So if we don't want to be Pharisees, Let's not act like them. And so that's where we'll cut off today. Yeah, that's a little bit shorter. <coughs> or sorry, it's, it's probably quite a bit shorter than normal, actually. Um, looks about 23 minutes instead of last episode, which was like 38. So maybe, you know, there's a balance there, and we'll, we'll average about 31 or 32 minutes between the two episodes. Um, so it sounds about, sounds about right. It's pretty good. Um, and I have a few different excuses written down for why that is. Uh, one of them is this is a busy day for me. I'm squeezing this in on a Sunday afternoon, which I thought was going to be a great idea because that means I don't have to work around people in the midst of the week. I have time in between two different church services that I can dedicate to this, and it's going to go great. Um, and, and I don't have to mess with it while I'm trying to do school and while people are moving in and out of my my room area and my typical recording space and I don't have to wrestle with those people well yeah but um uh, I, i'm also preaching tonight and i am preaching somewhere i've never been before and so i've still got to like prepare for that and i've still got to finish thinking through that and i really also need 
a little bit of time to just spend not thinking about that part of Matthew. I'm preaching from Matthew 22. Uh, I don't need to be thinking about that part of Matthew, but I also don't need to be thinking about this part of Matthew. I just need some time, a, a little bit of time away from focusing on this kind of stuff so that I'm able to do it well tonight. Um, so this will be a little bit shorter than normal, and that's okay. That's one reason for it. Um, second thing, and probably the most legitimate reason I have, uh, starting in verse 21, there's going to be a bit of a discussion on that because this is that's a weird section of text that happens. Um, and People do have issues with that, with understanding that. And so we're probably going to go a little bit over time talking about that if I were to just keep running on. And so I'm going to save that for next time. And hopefully that'll be a good start. I think we'll get through more than that next time, verses 21 through 28 or so. But, um, but, but we'll see. We'll see. Surely that can't take half an hour to talk through. Surely. It, it probably won't. Um, but but we'll see. So I'm saving that for next time. And the third reason, this is not a, not a great reason, but it's really kind of funny. Um, the room I'm recording in is on the second floor, and on the first floor, apparently somebody just decided to come in and start start bang, banging on a piano. Uh, why they don't use the other half of the building, which is dedicated to music and has several pianos over there. It has like five pianos that they could work on. No, they're not going to use those. They're going to work on the one underneath me, and um, they keep hitting the same note. I, I, I really hope the microphone can't record that. They've stopped now, um, thankfully, but for, for the 25 minutes that the pre-recording took, the, the, the thought process took, and then for the first like 10 or so minutes of this recording, they were just hitting the same note or the similar sequence of notes they would hit the same note over and over and over again just in a straight line and then occasionally they'd switch and they'd do a note like two notes above and they just hit that over and over and over again multiple minutes at a time and it's made that really hard to think so um sorry for that hopefully this wasn't too scatterbrained hopefully it made sense and um yeah hopefully there was still something helpful in this but I'm going to call it here. Hopefully that's, um, that's a little bit shorter than normal. Maybe that's a relief after last week's gargantuan episode. Sorry about that. Um, that's what happens when I get rambly, like I have with this one, spending like three or four minutes explaining these things. So thanks for listening. I hope that that's of benefit to you and that, that at least gives you something to think about as we're moving forward. We'll pick up in, 21, er, in verse 21 next time and continue on with thoughts there. Um, hopefully those are good thoughts. Hopefully I'm able to explain that one well because there's uh, it's a weird one and um, people don't seem to like it all that much. And so, well, we'll get there when we get there. That'll be next week. Thanks for bearing with me on that. And so, as always, uh, hope it's been helpful. Hope that you've enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs.